0: Paint pros know what you don't paint is just as important as what you do paint. So the Home Depot has bulk pricing on a full assortment of 3M Painters, Tapes, and Paint Essentials. Everything you need, every day. Like 3M masker Film and Scotch Painters Tape. For the cleanest results on every paint job, 3M and the Home Depot have got you covered. With bulk price savings on 3M Paint Essentials. Every day, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Latanya Moore again. This is a, another installment of our What About Dads discussion, and I'm here with David Smith Sr., who is the co founder of the Children's Right Fund in Maryland. And David not only is an advocate, but he's also a father that has navigated this system. Uh, so he knows firsthand on both sides what's going on in this struggle, and he's going to share some tools and tips with us today. David,
2: welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Latanya. I appreciate the opportunity today to be able to share my story and to help hand with you and many others that face this struggle. But, um, you know, so I definitely look forward to our interview today.
1: Awesome. So before we get into all of the great work, that your organization is doing there in Maryland to impact the le- legislation and to make uh, some strides and, and some changes. Before we get to that, uh, talk with us a little bit about your personal fatherhood situation.
2: Well, you know, I mean, I'm a father. I have two sons. One's 18, one is uh, 12. And, you know, I love being a father. You know, that's the greatest gift that I could have ever had is to have my two sons. And, you know, I never thought that when I become a father, that that, you know, I'd be putting that statistical um, uh, data as an absentee father, not by choice, you know, I mean, you know, I was raising my kids until I had to face the uh, uphill battle of the court system, you know, which worked in my favor at one point, and then went against me. Um, So I mean, I, as a father, I've always been there for my kids, like many fathers want to be. You know, but once you enter that that realm of the court system of relationship breakdown, you know, sometimes, you know, definitely they're they're more geared to remove us than to keep us as a um, piece of the family. And so that is why, you know, I've advocated so hard in the work that I do, because not only am I a father, I relate to those fathers that maybe aren't there, you know, to try to help them get back into their children's lives. And so... You know this is very important to me, you know the whole thing about fathers and how we um what we stand for
1: great, so you mentioned before that the the system worked for you and against you. Tell us a little bit about that well,
2: you know um I unfortunately had to seek custody as as the um primary custodial plaintiff in in my case. Because I was raising my kids, and I was unfortunately dealing with uh, um, another the other party, the mom, who just did not seek the best interest of our children, and so I had to either, you know, let her run off with the kids, or, you know, or stand up and fight. And so I fought, and I did. I, I won custody of my two kids, but unfortunately, that 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 winning streak didn't didn't last too long. Um, because then they used the system against me to overturn you know what i had won and and went into court with ex parte orders false allegations and um they took the kids away and um you know and i i lost my full custody of the children and um had to resort to uh you know as they say a absentee dad which i did not choose to do and um and i'm still there i still fight and you know and things have gotten a little better but it's still not good in regards to, um, what many fathers face. And, and because usually people that would have been in my situation would either given up or, you know, or or did something worse. And, you know, and, and I always tell people, you know, no matter what your struggle is, you know, when you have children, you, you, you gotta continue to fight. And, you know, it was never my choice to remove myself. They removed me. So I I continue to let them know that I won't be removed. So I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly of this. And in the end, you know, it'll all prevail and the good will come to light. You know, so, I mean, I just continue to do what fathers do. And we, you know, we got to stand up for our rights and and protect our children.
1: So when you say that, so let me make sure that I understand. You were, you were awarded custody of your children and then, some things happened later. You, you mentioned maybe there were some allegations that came up that resulted in your children being removed from you as being the primary custodial parent. What's the present situation as far as visitation? What, what's your present situation with your children?
2: Well, what happened was they went in and did an ex parte hearing, which means they filed a motion on behalf of the court without notification of the other party and got an immediate order and then when they had representation i didn't have representation at the time you know they were able to continue to lag it through the court system and then um you know and and the judge was very biased in the first place because he told me in the when i first got custody because he was the judge that awarded custody based on a settlement you know so when i got custody based on a settlement he didn't even want to give me custody you know So I think it was another way to just, you know, bias and vindictively, you know, with the attorney and the other party say, Hey, you know what? I didn't want him to have it in the first place, you know? So he, he, he stopped it on the next parte order. And so um, the current situation is really just the standard. It's the standard BS um, Maryland um, court or um, court standard where they think dads are just weekend dads. I mean, I do get, you know, time in the summer where I go, you know, week to week in the summer. But when the most important time, which is the year round when you're impacting the academics and and the learning of your children, I'm resorted to four days a month. And I told them, you know, if we can do this in the summer, I said, we can do this all year. I said, matter of fact, I'd forego my summer just to be able to raise my kids year round and be able to um, make sure their education is in place but um, he had no care on the education and mom doesn't care about the education. So, you know, back then they just totally ignored the situation. And so, you know, when you don't have the legal representation, you know, you get, you know, you get railroad. And so I had to learn a lot of stuff on my own and fight these battles in the courtroom by myself as a pro se litigant. And so I was able to finally navigate through the court system and get this judge removed and get sanctions put on him. But still my case was so badly damaged that a lot of times representation doesn't want to take on the case because it's not a quick and easy victory for them. You know, not, not thinking about the, you know, the the damage and the cleanup that they have to do. A lot of times they don't want to do that. You they know, they, they just want a clean case that they can come in and, and, and settle. And because mine has so much, mucking meh mess in it they they just a lot of times attorneys don't look at it and, and so I've had to take a lot of the legwork on my own and, and file things so you know so I, I'm, I'm getting prepared now for another you know leg of um, this summer because um, my one son has already graduated and is back home with me but my youngest son is actually in a failure state and so I got to make sure that you know that he's protected you know, so, I mean, and, and this is what you do when you, you can't communicate and cooperate with one party because you give them, you know, when, when you when you give them all the power and the pieces, they don't have to do anything. And then, you know, so, but I, I could have easily walked away. I mean, I could have walked away in 2006, you know, when, when she was going to take them and run, and I didn't. Could have walked away in 2009 when they did an ex parte order and just totally uprooted you know, my family that I was raising my son from birth, you know, and I could, you know, and so I, I refuse to quit. You know, I, you know, they, they can do whatever they want to do, but until I give up breathing, you know, I'm going to continue to keep fighting for my kids and, and which is what's prompt me to really change these laws and put these education pieces, you know, into place, you know, so how old are you? It's her? very
1: funny. How old are your kids now?
2: My oldest one is eighteen. He just graduated in May, and he's actually back home with me, and um he's actually in school doing well back in my care, and my youngest one is twelve, which is you know still in this struggle and the mess, you know and, and like I said, I was raising both of my kids, but my youngest one, I mean, my oldest one was with me primary before all the, um, you know, the turnover, ex parte, you know, so what happened was, I was able to lay a foundation for my oldest son, I was not able to really lay a foundation for my youngest son, since they're, you know, so far apart, so really, you know, the youngest child has, has struggled, and, and, and you know, and, and, and the oldest one has been able to bounce back a little bit, but there's still damage, you know, and, and I've told the courts and everybody in the past that, you know, we're not doing what's best for the kids. We're doing what's best for the party person that, that that's making these, you know, I want this or I want that, you know, and, and we got to figure out how we put the true best interest of children first. And, you know, and, and if one parent is not fit to to care for a child, then you really need to put them in a situation where they get the, the help and the support and the education so that they can come to that table and be able to, to raise that child in a co-parenting manner. But you can't put a parent that is, that is vindictive and and, and doing ill, ill will towards another parent, you know, and and think that they're going to care about the best interests of their children. Because a lot of times they don't, they just, they use that child.
1: Why do you think that they're, are so many inequities in the legal system when it comes to mothers and fathers?
2: Well, you know, I mean, the, 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 the history has shown that, you know, a lot of times, you know, back in the day, back before the 1940s, you know, men got everything. I mean, they got the kids, they got the home, they got everything, you know, when, when they separated. And then it wasn't until like the late, I think 1950s, when they brought in the welfare act and protecting of women's and um, then they were like, okay, well, men will get everything, but we'll give the children to the women because they can raise them. Men go make the money. And so then it started, you know, where women were getting the kids and and men were just, you know, working and seeing their kids and paying. And as we move forward, you know, in the 21st century, we were finding that more dads were staying at home and and being stay at home dads, and women were becoming independent and single women were, you know, doing um a lot of the the, the breadwinners. But they didn't think about what about when they separate, because they would still give even a stay at home dad, not custody, but take and give it to the mother. And then make the father pay, even though he was to stay at home, dad. And, and, and I have a couple of friends that are in that situation. And so, you know, it's like, there, there's really no, I don't under, as we move forward now, we, we need to make sure that with equality and and marriage equality and, and same sex marriage and all that, that we're, that we're really looking at, at, at moms and dads and, and par- parents in general, because, you know, it is, it, it its that, that, that we're making sure that child has access to, to at least two or more parents, you know, because, you know, grandparents play a role, sometimes step parents play a role, you know, and extended family. So it's always a plus to make sure those children have that access to, to, to two or more parents instead of one or none. And, and a lot of times, with the with the structure of, of economics, it's like they, they rather gear on the money side of things versus the best interest and in health and welfare of, of where that children's gonna be.
1: Yeah, that's that's a good point that you that you bring up. There's so many different elements, so many different layers. And I know that we could talk all day, but I, I do want to mention something that you talked about, and that's the extended family involvement what whether in your personal or professional situation what have you seen has been benefits or detriments to having that extended family involvement
2: well you know with the extended family a lot of times they act as a protection and a safe haven i mean just last week i testified in Annapolis on grandparents rights and you know and I, and, and and that becomes controversial sometimes but i tried to explain to people that grandparents are parents and they play a very valuable role in raising kids just like parents and 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 especially when there's divorce or custody or maybe a parent's not in the picture they they, they play a strong role in, in, in helping the child and also the family and and so i find that when when you have divorce and separation and you get bitterness between the two parents a lot of times one family is removed being the grandparent, being the aunts and uncles, the cousins. I mean, I had a friend of mine and his daughter, um, they had testified a couple of years ago and I didn't realize until she testified, she was like, you know, because I only saw my dad every two weeks, you know, when I was with my mom, my grandmother on my dad's side passed away. But because of the feelings that my mom had towards his family, I didn't even get to attend the funeral of my grandmother. And see, and that's this kind of shit that just, you know, these, these, these parents need to really look at their kid because if you're doing something like that, how are you really putting the best interests of your child first?
1: Yeah, and, and all of those things are, are really, uh, again, family is such a complicated matter. There what but one great thing that that you mentioned, I think is really important to note is that family is more than the parent than one parent or even both parents, because you do have that multi-layer of influence when you're talking about aunts and uncles and grandparents and cousins, and so you're really missing out, I, I believe, on an entire culture that y- you know you could you could have a great relationship with, so that that's really uh, that's really a great point. Let me go back to one thing, though, and ask you about what do you think some of this comes from, though? Because I know that you've, you've mentioned so many different things as far as I know you said you had a, a situation with the judge in your case. But do you think that there is some type of societal bias against fathers?
2: Oh, there, there clearly is a bias and there clearly is, a, um, you know, prejudice against, um, I believe, men and fathers when it comes to the court system. And some of them will try to tell you that it's not, that things are changing, but it is. And I I know here in Prince George's County, you know, and even in Maryland, you know, per se, you know, there was a report that came out back in 2000, I believe it was 2001 by the Women's Law Center. And it was a report showing that women received custody over men and it was five to one was the ratio. Well, then, when the Women's Law Center tried to come at me and tell me, well, David, those facts are not true, I said, well, you know what? They're on your website, and I haven't seen anything updated. So, can you tell me what your new ratio is? And and they have not been able to tell me. So I've told them that until they give me something that that shows that that five or one, that five to one, is not true, then I will have to, you know, go by what you have. But, um. It is. I mean, a lot of times the courts, they do, they presume presume that the woman is the best parent to raise the child when that's not always so. Because, you know, say you have a, a crack addict mom who's, you know, using drugs and, and and they have a child. Well, they've already done harm to their child. And you're going to say that, oh, well, because the father's maybe not there because he doesn't know about it or maybe wants to be there that you're going to remove him or make him a part-time parent. It's false. And and so, you know, and and I think it's just also a cultural and, and trying to change the mindset because I've had judges tell me, you know, that I've worked with, well, David, you know, women always get the kids. That's just the way it is. I'm like, I was like, well, that just sounds like a, you know a blatant stereotype i said cuz what if this father is good and he's been there why, why would you shortchange that child from him having that relationship but a lot of times they know that more, they they just they they don't want to go against things and, and 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 it just i don't know it, it it is definitely biased some 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 things are changing i think marriage equality has helped open up some of their minds, but still, that is an issue, because I told them when we passed marriage equality in Maryland a couple years ago, I said, be prepared to see same-sex parents face what men and fathers face. I said, I said especially if it's a same-sex versus a heterosexual um, battle, or if it's just within their own hetero, um, same-sex battle. And we had a case like that in Maryland a couple of years ago where um two um same sex mothers um battled for a child um that they had adopted and, and, and they did get shared custody of the child and I was thinking to myself, I was like, We're sharing custody with same sex couples, but we can't get the the heterosexual thing right. And and, and and I supported marriage equality. I mean I didn't I don't have no no nothing against that. But um my thing is that we have to make sure that there's equality across the board for, for children and parents when it comes to raising their kids, whether they're separated or divorced, you know, and, and that's where my whole family equality, you know, um, came from is protecting the equality of, of the family, whether you're living together or whether you're separated, you know.
1: And that, that makes sense. So let me ask you, do you think, that there is maybe like a demonization of fathers, and maybe that's a bad choice of words, but uh what do you think is the reason, the real reason that there really is this bias against fathers? Well, you know, I mean, 90%
2: of fathers want to be involved. I mean, 90% of them want to be involved. It's the 10%. That, that, that mess it up for all of us. And so when that 10% messes it up out of that 90, when those 90, say half of them separate through the court system, the court system then in turn says, well, you know what? We're gonna use that 10% to, to judge all of you all. And, and that's not right. Because I tell people there's three things that remove a father from their child's life. And that's the court system, that's incarceration, and that's an ill will person. And a lot of times, that ill will person, which is the other parent, executes the court, which executes incarceration. Because when you get the court order and then you utilize it to your benefit, you then jeopardize things, come in contempt, fail to do this, which gets you locked up. And then, next thing you know, you're out of your child's life from. Those three things, but a lot of times it's the illness of a parent because when they execute to con- to say, "What do you guys want?" and one says, "I want joint custody, I want to share my kids, and the other one says, "No, I want it all that right there starts the battle, and then the courts they love that battle because it brings in money, it brings in money for attorneys, it brings in money for the judges so it's all about money. I mean, the, the, the legal industry is a $55 billion industry that, that is profiting off of children and families. And I've given them many structures to help minimize, you know, so that they could keep them together instead of tearing them apart. But, you know, attorneys don't like to, to, to mediate as much as they like to litigate. Cause if you're making $400 an hour, and you can litigate for eight hours, but you mediate for two hours. Tell me where, where, where you're making your money.
1: So let me ask you this. So would you say that your, your organization, again, that's the Children's Rights Fund, and that organization is in Maryland, would you say that, that your organization is promoting more of a collaborative, alternative dispute resolution type of structure when people are dealing with, with family issues? We're, we're more of trying
2: to educate and be a preventative resolution, a preventative solution, so that we would rather have somebody, We would rather have um, you not have to go to court. We would rather you come up with a plan, submit it to the court, say this is what we got. If that doesn't work, then have the education pieces to help people resolve their issues. I would rather see people not in court, but if they do have to go to court, because many times people do have to go to court, but get them in court and out of there, get them, get them in an early exit, you know, like where you go three months, get this thing knocked out and then, you know, start with the, edu- have the education and training and things like that, but not drag it out 12 months and then tell people at the end, okay, now we're going to mediate. Now we're going to get you training. Now we're going to get you education Oh, but wait, you don't have no money to get representation. So now you're not going to be able to do A, B, and C. And, and you're just going to have to live with this order that we put in place for you. That 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 is, is is all backwards. If we if we start at the beginning and say, hey, what's the plan? Put in your plan, put in your plan. The judge looks at it. If it shows agreement, that's fine. If not, the judge has a master plan that shows a shared and an equal balance of um time. Then they say, this is where we're gonna put you in for this class, this class, this class. It makes more sense to do it, you know, that way than, than to to battle. I mean, because nobody wants to cooperate and, and do anything with anybody after they done slung mud and and called each other names and and dug all the dirt out, and then just say, okay, now now what you gonna do? And, and so, I mean, my 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 organization and the people that I work with. It's more of a prevention, more to, we, we want to be able to be a prevention, you know, and, and stop this, stop this stuff before it happens, you know, and, and sometimes it ha- you, you can, but I mean, there's times where you will have to go to court, but that's why I think passing the laws, and, and that's why it's about education, advocacy, and legislation, because if you have the law in place, then you can implement more of the education for the judicial system, education for the parents and families. And then you have more accountability to hold hold on people. You know, right now with, you know, you don't really have much accountability. You have a judge with a gavel who makes all the, you know, and you really can't hold them accountable because a lot of times they're blocked from all that.
1: And that, yeah, all of those are are really great points. What would be, what, what are some community resources? I know your organization, again, that's Children's Rights Fund. What are some other community organizations that you know about that assist fathers in being in the best position that they can be in to get the best possible outcome? Well, I also
2: work and serve as the vice president with the 100 Fathers, which we are a transformation um, development program where we work with fathers to help reunify them into the family, and then also teach them fatherhood development. Work with um, their, their their character, and, and and even if they're already, even if they're married, doesn't have you don't have to be divorced or anything like that. It's just helping you become a better father and, and being a better husband if you're, if you're married, you know. And, and um, we do stuff like that with um, our fatherhood program. And then I got other organizations like my um, like lasers, which is um, it's actually a healthy family relationship and domestic violence. And what she does is she teaches people how to have a healthy relationship, but also deal with domestic violence prevention and awareness. And that domestic violence is actually for men, women and children, because if you look at a lot of the domestic violence organizations out here, they only focus on women and children. And and the statistics show that men face domestic violence just as much as women. It's just more men don't come through on domestic violence. I mean, nobody wants to call and say, Hey, I got my ass kicked by a woman, you know, but there is. There, there's a lot of domestic violence going on on men and especially within the um same sex community as well. So we have that for healthy families and then and domestic violence. I have partners that work with um blended families, like the step parents and, and, and extended families that, that remarry, you know, and then um, there's a bunch of organizations that, you know, I, I partner with and, 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 and then also working with kids, you know, like, you know, helping kids with mentorship and, and then also, you know, dealing with the things that they do. Because I tell people, I'm a child advocate first. I advocate for children, but I also advocate for parents and, and especially fathers because you know, but I do advocate for moms because moms, I had a mom contact me um, last week who's, you know, going through a situation where the father is playing the asshole role and doesn't want to let her see the kid. So it's a reverse role. So, you know, so I mean, my thing is protecting the kids and, and, and making sure that they have access to mom and dad, grandparents, extended family. I mean, even extended siblings, you know, through blended families, you know, I mean, you may have a, a brother that you have with someone and you never get to see them because that parent doesn't let you go. But every two weeks.
1: Yeah, that that's a great point. What is some advice that you would give to fathers uh, or or parents, like you mentioned, that that are going through some of the situations that we've talked about today?
2: Well, um, I mean, I'll keep it to dads and you know, and, and fathers, since this is what this is about. But you, you know, because dads and fathers, we are parents. Let's let's get that straight. I mean, a lot of people want to say that you know, oh, well, they're just fathers. No, we're fathers. You're right, we're fathers, but we're parents too, and, and we know how to raise kids. You know, don't 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 shortchange us and make us as a second class citizen. You know, and so what I would tell these new dads and, and maybe dads going through the struggle, you know, I'm right there in the struggle. I'm still there. So as much as people see me as, as, as leading the way, I'm still carrying a lot of souls on, on, on my back and a lot of pain in my heart. And so I just try to empower people and try to encourage them, you know, because I wish I had a me when I was going through this, you know, because I mean, I had to do everything alone and by myself. And and, and it's what's made me so strong, you know, to, to today. You know, but there's days when I break down and I'm just like, it's hard. I mean, but you need to have a strong support. You need to have a strong person that you can count on. I mean, you know, we we rely on, you know, mentors for our kids but adults sometimes need mentors or, or a good friend that can say, you know what, I'm there. I have to be back. Here's some guidance. Here's some support, you know, and, and, and it's really about relating too, you know, cause don't, don't tell me, you know, what it feels like, if you don't know what it feels like, you know, so there's a difference between the empathy and the sympathy. And so I welcome everybody who truly understands and cares but you definitely want those people that can relate. And so when I tell people to call me, you know, I'm not giving them some bullshit hotline where, you know, I'm just taking their calls and saying, oh, okay. No, I relate. There's times when I'm on the phone with people for four hours because it's a therapy. I'm giving them kind of like a therapy, but it's a therapy for me. It helps me because I may find some stuff in myself that I see in them. You know, so it's really about getting these support groups, these father support groups, these parent support groups, and letting people be able to talk about it and, and work these problems out. But we do have to have the education, we've got to have the training, and we've got to bring the awareness through advocacy, and we've got to change the laws. We are now in the 21st century, and we need 21st century laws that support what families and children are about today not these archaic laws that they did back in the 1940s that that do not work with us. You know, you you, you talk about family law and reform, well, it's time to put that family structure and value back into it, even if those families are separated. It's better to keep them together than to separate them and, and, and make the laws that are gonna work for the 21st century. I mean, there's so much change that has happened, you know, and, and they're still stuck. There, they, they, there needs to be education, advocacy, and legislation. And when you can put those three pieces together, a, 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 I think this is how you, you you fix it. This is how you really bring the change.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, David. You are certainly a wealth of knowledge. Tell us how anyone can continue to follow you and find out more about what you guys are doing there at your organization.
2: Well, I want to say thank you, Latanya. I definitely appreciate this interview and, and the connection with you. And I definitely look forward to working with you more. Um, many people can reach me through the website, which is www.childrensrightsfund.org, um, which has my phone number on there, my direct phone number. I, I, I tell people, you can call me direct just leave a message so I know who you are, um, email me, my email is on there, um, and, and like I said, it's really just putting good people together, bringing the awareness so that we can really make a difference for others, and, and, and so, you know, I really appreciate this conversation today, and I definitely look forward to um, many more.
1: Awesome, same here.
0: Paint pros know what you don't paint is just as important as what you do paint. So the Home Depot has bulk pricing on a full assortment of 3M Painters, Tapes, and Paint Essentials. Everything you need, every day. Like 3M Hand masker Film and Scotch Painters Tape. For the cleanest results on every paint job, 3M and the Home Depot have got you covered. With bulk price savings on 3M Paint Essentials. Every day, only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. Get to Old Navy right now. Jeans, tees, and dresses for the family are on sale up to 50% off. Jeans start at just $15 for adults and $10 for kids. Hurry in now for amazing styles at amazing prices. Up to 50% off jeans, tees, and dresses. And save even more when you redeem your super cash now through Sunday. Get there fast. These deals won't last long. End Sunday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid July 20 to July 28. Select styles only.